The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, beauties? This is the Bear of Texas. Welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, today's subject is France versus Brazil 2006 World Cup quarterfinals. A fine game that I remember as if it were yesterday. Now, in the last episode, I spoke about France versus Argentina in the round of 16 of the 2018 World Cup, which, of course, is one of the greatest World Cup games ever. France versus Brazil, 2006 quarterfinals of the World Cup. Also a very good game. A game, in my opinion, that does not get the credit it deserves. Perhaps because a lot of people are still upset that France upset the defending world champions. Not just simply upset them, but if you remember that game correctly, how... Brazil was overwhelmed, humiliated, and destroyed on the pitch. Well, basically, that's perhaps why. But look, we got to give credit to where credit's due. When France eliminated Brazil in 2006, that was one of the greatest World Cup moments ever. I'm not just talking, I'm not just saying that, obviously, because I'm a strong supporter of France. I mean, a lot of soccer fans remember this game. A lot of soccer fans are even impressed to this day. I mean, look, France eliminated Brazil. I mean, if you know the history, France actually has a history of doing that. They did it in 98 in the World Cup Final, and they actually did it back in 1986 as well in the quarterfinals. So basically, in this case, France has a bit of a, has a, bit of a history of elim- eliminating Brazil in the World Cup. But in this particular scenario, France came in as the underdog. Now, as we know, France really was not the team they were back in 1998 through 2000. The previous golden generation, most of, it, most of them had retired, okay? During the World Cup qualifying campaign, France struggled to qualify. You know, not winning games, you know, suffering draws. You know, I mean, everybody was gone. And, you know, Big saint Lazou, Lilian Thuram, Claude Makaleli, Zinedine Zidane. You know, when, when the World Cup campaign started in 2005, all those players were no longer playing for France. They had retired from international competition. France was just... A disappointment. I mean, if I remember, if I remember correctly, France finished their World Cup qualifying campaign five wins and five draws. Okay, and it's actually enough to top the group. But one times, you know, there's a saying: "Desperate times call for desperate measures." And Raymond Domenech, who was the manager at the time, you know, 
could you know pleaded you know asked Zinedine Zidane to come out of retirement because France needed him, and Zinedine Zidane agreed. Lilian Thuram also came out of retirement, and when that happened, France was actually starting to put up good performances. France and then France were going to qualify for the World Cup 2006, and France could not afford to miss out because France, after what happened to them in 2002, you know, suffering a humiliating exit out of the World Cup as a defending champions, which started with a one nothing loss to Senegal. France just had to basically make up for it. They had to rectify the situation, to put it mildly. So France qualifies for the 2006 World Cup. If I remember correctly, they were put in the group alongside Switzerland, South Korea, and Togo. Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, there was a little bit of you know, things to say, you know... When the squad was actually named, I remember a French politician who's known, you know, for being, you know, for being so anti. Well, I'm not gonna get too deep, but anyway, there was a French politician that basically criticized the selection of the team, saying that the, the that the team was quote insufficiently French, like they did not look French. I'm sure some of you, you know, who are you know some of my French compatriots who listen to this. Or, you know, who, who remember this, you know, who follow with French politics. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway. France was in the World Cup regardless. And France really had to make the best out of the tournament. Like, they, they could not afford to exit in the, in the group stage, you know, in consecutive tournaments. So not surprisingly, I mean, well, a little bit of a surprising, honestly. France did not have a good World Cup uh did not have a group, didn't have a convincing group stage run. Sorry for all the starting. I mean, I'm just, my head is spinning. I, I'm kind of out of my element here, but, but anyway. Because France finished with two draws and one win, okay? Suffering a draw against Switzerland, against South Korea, and then beating Togo 2 nothing. France did not win their group. France finished second. And it was unsurprising, honestly, that, well, this is basically for me where the the worrisome uh, thoughts about France underperforming in the group stage started, you know, because we saw that in, in 2018 when you know, when France had a poor run in the group stage and then went on to win it all. But back in '98, France finished the group stage three three zero. I mean three and zero, I should say. You know, scoring a total of I think like nine goals and conceding only one. And this time at France, you know, doing poorly in the group stage and actually doing well enough to actually secure a spot in the knockout stage, France was pretty lucky. So at this point, I said, well, even if France loses in the round of 16, at least they made it to the knockout stage. You know, and that's what the thoughts I, I got when I said that France was actually going to play Spain in the round of 16. Because Spain was the overwhelming favorites for that game. France was not their element here, folks. There was talent on the team, like the, the likes of... Eric Abidal, William Gallas, Patrick Vieira, and actually Claude Makélélé actually made his return to the national team as well. You know, Franck Ribéry, Florent Malouda, Thierry Henry, Barthez, Sidney Govou, Sylvain Wiltor, they were all in the squad. There was talent on the squad. But what, what was the problem, ladies and gentlemen? What, what have I said many times when it comes to the French national team? They have the talent, but not the focus. And not only do they lack the focus, but the team chemistry is not there. That's been the problem, okay? So, coming to this game, 
It was going to take a damn near miracle for France to actually somehow find a way to beat Spain. And France did find that miracle. Because they beat Spain 3-1, to scoring three unanswered goals after Spain took the lead off of a penalty in the 28th minute. Unbelievably amazing, okay? And, you know, and as I remember this game, you know, I, I remember watching the likes of David V. Avila, Fernando Torres, Zabi Alonso, Sergio Ramos, Iker Casillas. You know, Iker Casillas at the time was one of my favorite players because I was a real, real Madrid fan. You know, of course, Zinedine Zidane was there, so I thought it was actually going to be really interesting to see Zinedine Zidane go against his Real Madrid teammate, Iker Casillas. But I was like, you know what? I just want to see a good game, and I want and I want to see France do their best. But of course, according to most critics, France had no chance in hell to do that. But they got the job done. So Spain takes the lead in the twentieth minute, and, and at halftime, and that lead goes into halftime. Actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry, my mistake. Shortly before halftime, I'm sorry. The excitement's so in my head. I'm kind of like. Like I said, sorry folks, I'm so excited that I'm kind of out of my element here. Four minutes before halftime, Franck Ribéry equalizes for France. It's 1-1 going into halftime. It's anybody's game. Because it's it's actually amazing that France has not actually... Because it could have been worse for France. Spain could probably have been up at least 3-1 at the time. Three goals could have been scored. <laughs> and then Spain started getting a little bit overwhelmed, Okay. But it remains 1-1 for a majority of the game, okay? Now we're past the 80-minute mark. We're in the closing minutes of the game. This is where things are really getting... The, the pressure is really coming down on, on, on the backs of both teams. There's only only one winner is going to be crowned, okay? Only one team is going to advance to the quarterfinals. The question is, can, is it, can Spain get the job done, or can France pull off a miracle and advance to the final eight? Well, in the 83rd minute, Patrick Vieira... Gives France a 2-1 to win. And as I was watching this game, I got on my knees and I was clapping because I was like, holy crap. I was one of the few people who actually believed that France could get it done. Because I remember I was watching this game with my mom. And my mom was not saying there's no way France can win. She was, she was just telling me, well, Spain's a very good team. I mean, she basically said the exact same thing that I had said. France has the talent, Alex. But they're not playing well together. They're not in their elements here. They're not concentrating the way they're supposed to. And I agreed with her, Okay. But I said, well, Mom, that, that may be true, but maybe we never know. Maybe they'll snap out of it. And she said, well, that could very well happen. And that actually happened in this game. And, of course, second minute of, of entry time, my childhood hero, still my hero today, Zinedine Zidane, scores in fantastic fashion to make it 3-1 for France. France pulls off that damn near impossible miracle that everybody's saying was going to be a miracle if it would happen. Everybody said it would take a damn miracle to, to, for France to win. So France provided that miracle. They created it. They made it happen. They made it possible because they played well. They played together. They were focused. Now we're really move on to the big dance. We're, now we're talking. Now we're, they have to go through Brazil. Brazil, not surprisingly, won their group. Easily defeated Ghana in the round of sixteen. Here they are. And France, and, and and keep in mind, okay, Brazil wants their revenge because of what happened in the 1998 World Cup final. Okay, now mind you, France, uh, excuse me, Brazil 
were the defending World Cup champions, okay? They won it all in 2002. That 2002 team that Brazil had was spectacular. I mean, the likes of Roberto Carlos, Ronaldo. I mean, the names, the list goes on. But I'm not going to name all those names because in 2006, the Brazilian squad was 10 times better. They were more focused. They were, they were more driven. They were more hungry. They were determined to make a statement. They wanted to win the title again. and cl- They wanted to claim their sixth title. And they were a heavy favorite to do it. They were overwhelmingly favorites, okay? Especially in this game. France, again, overwhelming, they're overwhelmingly the underdogs, okay? Overwhelmingly, they're the underdogs. If you thought they had pressure against Spain, well, now the pressure has doubled, okay? Because Brazil is a whole lot better. They're a whole lot stronger. They're a whole lot more focused, like I just said. I don't want to repeat myself, although I have a habit of doing that, and I really apologize. I'm just really getting into it, aren't I? I'm getting This is getting into my head. But you know what? I take this seriously. With this Brazilian squad, I mean, I remember Roberto Carlos, Cafu, Kaka, the midfielder, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Robinho. I mean, the list goes on. These dudes had the experience. They were just... I mean, this Brazilian squad could very well be like the greatest squad that Brazil ever had in the World Cup. I mean, it's it's on it's it's um it's often debated. Excuse me, that the best squad that Brazil ever had was the one from nineteen eighty two or the one from two thousand six. Personally, for me, I go with two thousand six because obviously I was not around for the nineteen eighty two World Cup. I mean, I've seen tapes, I've seen everything, but. You know, I, th- that's not enough. I had been watching Brazil for a while to, st- to study the team. Because keep in mind, at the time, I already had my aspirations of being a sports writer. So I was doing my research. I was watching a, a lot of Brazil's games because I wanted to study them. And I want because I wanted to write a story of what does it take to beat Brazil? What do we need to know about the Brazilian team? Because their play style is so unique. They play with passion. They play from the heart. That's just how good Brazil is. And that's why they are good. They have the talent, they play together, they're focused. Now, if only France can find that that concentration and that team chemistry, then France may have a shot. But coming to this game, I said, well, France has knocked out Brazil. They knocked off Brazil in the 98 World Cup, but keep in mind, both teams are different now. Brazil's only better, but France has regressed. But it was good to see Zinedine Zidane play Brazil again. But as I, as I look at the lineups, I mean, this is, you know, this is amazing. I mean, th- these names, you know... Henri, Malouda, Zidane, Ribéry, Makaleli, Vieira, Abidal, William Garas, Lian Turam, Willy Sagnol. That was the lineup for that team. All those players are just talented. I mean, these guys were so good. Okay. And, and, and studying these guys, I'm just like, wow. The, here, here are these dudes are so talented. And then I remember telling my mom, you know, it's a shame that a politician really has to take it far by saying that this team does not look sufficiently French. Okay, and I, and I would say, why the hell does why the hell does politics really have to do anything with it? It doesn't matter what they look like. These boys are French. These men, uh, excuse me, these men are French. It doesn't matter what their what their what their ancestral countries are. They're Frenchmen. They deserve to be treated res- with respect. They are representing their country, and it's and that is no easy task. And now they're going off against Brazil. Okay, and if they and I told my mom, well, if they pull off this win, they better be respected. Now I'm really going to get too deep. Now I'm really going to take it seriously in this game. Okay? Because like the game against Spain, you know, I was watching this game with my mom. Now, my, my dad was actually out of town, you know, for this part. This was actually before we took 
our uh, family our family vacation to, to Colorado Springs that summer. I should actually tell y'all that that summer was actually the shortest summer of my life because I only I was I, the school the summer vacation was only two months that year. Yeah, to hell with that. But anyway, so as I'm watching uh, as I'm watching the game. I'm I'm already amazed that you know going to halftime that it was zero zero. I was honestly amazed that Brazil, that somehow Brazil was not up two or three to, or two nothing or three to nothing. It's like well, there's that. I mean, the the because okay, that was surprising. But but keep in mind what happened in this game that we remember so well. And this regards to Zinedine Zidane because the one thing that everybody remembers from, from this game is that Zinedine Zidane single handedly. Destroyed and humiliated this heavy loaded and super talented Brazilian squad. Okay, of course I told myself, well, that's why they're they're not three to nothing. Okay, because Zinedine Zidane's been taking the ball. I mean, this dude is dribbling the ball. He's spinning around. I mean, that footwork. I would ask myself, how the hell is he doing that? I've never. Who has ever seen a player do that to the Brazilian team? Single handedly destroy them. Just unbelievable. As I look at the highlights of that game today, seeing that fantastic footwork, Zidane, you know, dribbling the ball, creating chances, you know, take, you know, you know, taking the ball away from the Brazilians. I mean, keep in mind the Brazilians that game only had one shot on goal, only one. They couldn't. They only threatened that one time, and after that, they never even came close. This Brazilian team was defeated in such a unique way. I like to say they were badly overwhelmed. I mean, they were fooled. They could not recover. They didn't even know what the hell was going on. It's as if Brazil had never gone against a team that was playing in that certain style. I mean, Zidane was doing his thing. Okay, Zinedine Zidane was proving why he's one of the greatest players in the world. He was proving why he's the captain of the French national team. He was proving why France has a chance to beat Brazil. And most of all, he was proving that even a very loaded and talented team like Brazil has a weakness. Every team, as strong as they are, all the strengths, all the advantages, there's one thing to keep in mind, folks. There's always at least one weakness. Zinedine Zidane found it, and boom. Okay? He exposed it. Excuse me, my mind went blank, so I knew that was the word. He found that weakness, he exposed it, France took advantage of it. And eventually, it finally worked out, okay? When Thierry Henry, thanks to an assist from Zinedine Zidane, got free, nobody could catch up to him, he scored the game-winning goal. <coughs> Excuse me. But you know what's sad? In that particular goal, Roberto Carlos was the defender, and something happened. I mean, If I remember correctly, I think Roberto Carlos, he was tying his shoe or something like that. But you know... What's really sad is that Roberto Carlos announced his retirement after that because of the treatment he got and the criticism he got from the fans and from the Brazilian media because of that particular goal. Now, as great as Roberto Carlos was, one of the greatest players of all time, who was also a Real Madrid uh, teammate of Zinedine Zidane, along with Ronaldo, you know, nobody's perfect. Obviously, Brazil made a mistake. They were caught, you know caught off guard or you know whatever it was France just took advantage of it okay I'm not saying that I mean you know you know like I, like I said I don't remember exactly what happened I mean of course some of the sources is that Roberto Carlos saw the tie shoe I mean 
I don't know. I don't remember that. But what I do remember is that France had a free kick. Zinedine Zidane took that free kick, and Thierry Henry was unmarked. Okay, he he got free. He caught the Brazilian defense off guard. It was one on one him and the Brazilian goalkeeper. He scored the goal, and Brazil could never recover from that. And to this, you know, and, and you know, and the fact that you know that Roberto Carlos, because you know he was blamed for the whole thing. I feel I do feel bad for him because I have a lot of respect for Roberto Carlos. I mean, even that that free kick he did in '97 against France, <laughs> well, it, it, it was fantastic. Okay, I don't see it the fact that Brazil beat France or that you know this was against the expense of my national team. I just see it as the fact is it was an amazing goal. Okay, and scoring these kind of goals, I mean, these were things were basically unheard of. So France scores, and that's in the 57th minute. So as I'm watching the game, you know, I got on my knees. Uh, excuse me, got I got up on my feet and I, and I was cheering. I mean, even my mom. I mean, my mom saw that play. I mean, she was impressed. Okay, and then when, when I and, and I was actually doing a little practice interview session before the game. I, this, like I said, my journalism roots were were really expanding during that time. I was in this was before I started the eighth grade. And I interviewed and I said and and, and I told my mom, basically, you know, what does France have to do to beat the, to beat Brazil? And she basically said, "Well, they're gonna have to catch. They're gonna have to put Brazil in a position that they're unfamiliar with." And I swear, those were the words of my mom. I mean, my mom does know a bit about soccer. She's not a huge sports fan. She's not a keen follower like I am, obviously. But she she knows she knows the, she knows soccer. And that's exactly what France did. Brazil was in a position they were unfamiliar with, and France took advantage of it. Because, like I said, no matter how talented and how strong a team is, there's always at least one weakness. And when you find it, you have to expose it. So France goes on the rest of the game just defending well. You know, the midfield keeps doing their thing. I mean, Zidane didn't take his foot off the gas pedal. Brazil just never had a chance. Now, some people ask me, Alex, why do you say that Brazil was destroyed when the score was only one nothing?" I said, well, look, they weren't destroyed on the scoreboard. Okay, it, it was only one goal game and it was one nothing. But if you see the way France played, how Zinedine Zidane led... The play style, taking the ball, dribbling the ball around, you know, the Brazilian players looking confused and, you know, being overwhelmed and even looking exhausted, being gassed out. That's how they got destroyed. They got destroyed on the pitch. <laughs> Excuse me. I had a hiccup. They got, destro- they got destroyed on, on the pitch, okay? And when you do that on a team, okay, and they get increasingly frustrated, eventually that concentration that is so unique... It disappears briefly. Then they try to regain it, but it is too little, too late. <laughs> the damage had been done. Brazil could not recover. They were eliminated in the quarterfinals. Going to this game, I was like, you know, I don't know how France did it, but they did it. Now France is going to the semifinals, okay? You know, th- this is great. This is great. And I was like, you know, and I told my mom, you know, the best part is, is that that's now twice I have personally witnessed France humiliate Brazil. And I told my mom, well, this isn't the first time I've seen it. And I'm, and I am pretty convinced that it sure as hell won't be the last time I see it. France goes off to the semifinals and Brazil is defeated. You know, personally, I can't imagine 
the criticism that the Brazilian team had to take from the supporters and from and from the and from the media. And obviously it happens. I mean, because like I said, in Brazil, in Brazilian culture, soccer is not just a sport. Soccer is is the life. It's religion. Okay, it's more than just a soccer game. It's devastating when the Brazilian team loses, especially in the quarterfinals, especially when, when they're defending champions. And the way they lost, how they were destroyed on the field, like, again, you know, the footwork and the skills of Zinedine Zidane and the, and the iron rock solid French defense, it's unheard of. But, you know, I, after seeing the game, seeing all the Brazilian players shake the hands of the French players, you know, the, the important thing is, is, dude, I saw that amazing sportsmanship. And that's why I praised the, the Brazilian team. That when they lose, okay, they are men about it, okay? Maybe, I mean, I, I personally, I've, I've never seen them not be men about it. You know, of course, sometimes they leave and they're frustrated, but you know what? If Brazil loses, you know, it only proves one thing. They're not perfect. Nobody is. So even to this day, Brazil has nothing to be ashamed of, okay? They have nothing to be ashamed of. They, they just, they lost simply. They, they simply lost. They didn't get it done, and it proved that they weren't perfect. But, you know, and there's more to it because... You know, who would have ever imagined France France eliminating like that? Because a lot of people a lot of people would, would honestly exaggerate saying, well, France got lucky against Spain. I mean, my dad did say that. My dad actually said that France got super lucky against Spain, that they won't be so lucky against Brazil. So that's why after that game ended, I had no problem calling my dad and saying, well, did France get lucky again? Oh, I don't think so. Not this time. You don't get lucky against Brazil. You just kick their, you, you just simply kick their butt. So now, and here's a, a couple of interesting trivia facts that I looked up. France had ended an all-time record st- winning streak of 11 straight World Cup match wins for Brazil. Hmm. Well, okay, that was amazing. Okay, and and here's something that's, that's so ironic: this one nothing loss for Brazil. It was the first time they had failed to score a goal since the 1998 World Cup final. That's very interesting. Okay. But the bottom line is, France defeated Brazil fair and square, and they deserve to be respected for it. And this game might not be considered one of the greatest of all times, but it sure as hell goes down as one of the most remembered and most well-known games that happened. One of the most, I would say, I would listen to the category, one of the biggest shockers in World Cup history. France won Brazil 0 2006 World Cup, the defending champions that were 10 times stronger than they were four years ago gets suddenly humiliated in shocking fashion. There is the headline for you folks. Right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me. I will see you next time. Peace out, ladies and gentlemen. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.